0: Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. I'm on episode 244. Let's start off with this. If, and I hope you do, enjoy this content and have been enjoying this content, please subscribe to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash God Built This. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, the link for that is in the show notes, so whether that's the information tab on YouTube or in the show notes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or you could simply type in the browser URL, um, yeah, that little bar. Patreon, dot com slash God Built This, spelled just like that with the two T's, okay? Um, so if you want more episodes, if you want more of me, and if you want to see a picture of my titties, it's on there. Become a patron. Okay, let's get into these topics. Uh, it was a joke, by the way, or is it? We'll find out. <laughs> okay, let's get into these to- Brian, Mac- Brian McKnight, back at one, anytime, Oh, I mean, the song's... The classic songs are are endless with him. Like, there was one song in particular that I was, I fell asleep on metaphorically. Like, I didn't know anything about it until, like, many years later. So let me just find that song because, my God, today. I mean, okay, so One Last Cry. Oh, one last cry. Oh, my gosh. So back at one, the only one for me, one last cry, anytime, love of my life. Like, what? And then he did a song. Oh, and oh, what's that song that he did? No, he sung on that Christmas song with um, Boys to Men, um, that white Christmas song. You know that song. Anyway, so this nigga, <laughs> he's been like, I guess, subtly canceled. In, in in music um in just the industry of it all I I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he puts his foot in his mouth but I'm also the type of person as you guys may know I could de- I could detach from who you are as a person to the product that you have produced that have you know just lifted my spirits that have, transition my mind into a, a very just a uh, cerebral place like I could detach easily okay so I still listen to R. Kelly <laughs> it still ha- no but the point is like I don't really like I don't care like I don't really care about who you are who you are as a person that's not going if you're an artist that I have enjoyed for many years I promise you, your personality don't mean shit to me, okay? Now, sure, it's a rude awakening if you are meeting your hero, right? You know, a lot of people idolize these artists, these celebrities, and when they meet them, they're so disappointed because maybe they were an asshole to you. Maybe they didn't give you the time or day, um, and sure, that is disappointing. But I mean, the lesson learned is don't meet your heroes. Like, leave that in your mind. I think in those moments you should keep these parasocial relationships with these celebrities and have them live in your mind as this perfect human being. Don't buy into wanting to see their every move on social media. Don't buy into having to buy the most expensive tickets so that you could happen to run into them and um, just kind of see them in person just to be disappointed because they're not as friendly as you would have hoped, as you would have liked. All those things don't matter. <laughs> like, we have to stop <laughs> We have to stop expecting these millionaires to care about our feelings and to care about how how nice they are. No, they want your money. They want your money. That is how they become successful. That is how they can afford the lifestyle that they have because of the support that we have given them over the years, the loyalty that we have given them over the years and you're upset because they didn't say hi back to you, you have to separate that, separate that shit. And when Brian McKnight has disowned his previous children, (laughs) the first family he had, he does not give a fuck about those kids. These adult kids that are his, I don't know what happened. I really want to get into what exactly took place for it to have led to this, but he is being dragged on social media Because he has just completely trolled and maybe he's doing it in a way to gain more attention. I don't know. But this has been a history of him doing so. So I feel like it's uh, genuine. I feel like it is actually who he is. And to be quite honest, there are plenty of fathers who have disowned their first family. Like, okay, you know, you have a man who impregnates his his woman at the time. They have two children. That relationship with that woman failed, and he moves on with another woman. He is very much happy, much happier, much more in love, much more secure in his manhood, I guess, with the new woman. And they have children of their own all the while, he and his previous woman, they don't have a strong relationship. Maybe that woman is not the best communicator. Maybe she has still pent up bitterness that she hasn't let go of and she has used. And I'm not, I feel like I'm, I'm coming off like I'm blaming the woman here, but sometimes, <laughs> this is why I have 70% male listeners, sometimes women are to blame. Have we ever asked, hey, why did he disown his black children? <laughs> this is an article on Bossip.com. It starts off, the headline is verbatim. Started back at one. No, started black. <laughs> See what they did there. Started black at one. Twitter drags Brian McKnight for disowning black children and trolling them with his new offspring. Like, why you got to shade the new kids? <laughs> by saying offspring like like they're just sperm and an egg (laughs) like they're just embryos like you know like what do we they have names or they could just he the title could have just been with new set of children you know anyway again i think women (laughs) sometimes it could just be a moment of self-reflection I know of, and I'm saying this because I I know couples, I know people in my family, I know dear friends who, whether they experienced it directly or they shared their experiences because of another friend, whatever the case is, there are so many situations in which the woman, the mother, have deliberately and intentionally distanced themselves from the father. And the father has no choice, but to move on. (laughs) And then, okay, I can hear some people saying, what do you mean? There's always a choice. If you're the father, you should do anything within your power to have a relationship with your kids. How, how, tell me how, when the mother decided to, to move 350 miles away. Okay. Now she's in Oklahoma and you're still in Boston. How? How does that happen? And it's not easy to get a job out of nowhere. Maybe you don't have great job history and it's difficult for you to move and just live right by her. You guys already have a strained relationship, so she's going to feel even more annoyed and be even more meticulous to moving far away from you. You know what I mean? And then, okay, some people could say, oh, well, maybe... You know, okay, so what? You should still have a direct, like, you should still, like, reach out to the kids. You know, we have social media. People could connect with people in Asia while you're in Florida. Like, that doesn't apply. Why does that apply? Because you have kids under the age of five. Right? They don't have the wherewithal to accept their dad's phone calls or to call dad on their own or to know I have to keep in contact with my father so I won't forget him. They, like, that's not real. Like, we have these. I, I look at these comments and responses to this type of situation, and it's still always the man's fault. Now, of course, there are clear examples as to when the father really ain't shit, right? The father has not tried, completely abandoned the children, and it's no fault of the mother. That is completely true. I'm not, excuse me, I'm not negating that. I am just talking about the women, the mothers, who have made it within their control, their almighty control their just sovereign control of making sure this father is not in their children's lives and they have moved on with another man and maybe that man has taken on the responsibility of being this new daddy but you know always blaming the original father and making it seem like he disowned continuing this narrative of you know, fathers or black fathers in particular ain't shit and always disown their kids and they don't take care of their kids. It's just, it's not always what it seems. That is my point. And I really want us to be challenged here in our perception of things. Stop instantly believing these headlines and these stories and this narrative that is consistently pushed upon black men. I was watching Ready to Love, the season finale. I think it was part two, either part two or part one of this season's Ready to Love season finale, um, the reunion episode in particular. One of the ladies, what's that girl's name, who always talks, hey, my name is, her, she's a little, little Asian woman. Oh, you want some more sweet and sour? Um, okay, I'm going to hell. <laughs> That was funny. That was that was funny. That that was funny. It's a joke. I'm not apologizing. Fuck out of here, okay? Talk about equality. Everyone's going to get these jokes. Even if you're queer. <laughs> if you're trans, you're going to get these jokes. It's funny. Anyway, uh what happened? So um, okay. So yeah, so that girl, I forget her name. I'm not trying Jeffrey. Her name is Jeffrey. Yeah. That's an interesting answer. This is the first time I met a woman. Well, I haven't met her, but first time I known of a woman with that name, because that name is typically applied or signed to men or young boys. Right. Um, so she- <laughs> she's on the couch talking about how the father of her children, She has multiple children's fathers, which I'm not judging her for that. All three of them make no effort to be, according to her, all three of them make no effort to be in their children's lives. So they have literally no relationship, according to what she's saying. Now, we don't know why, right? Like, she said this story, not to say that it's not true, I'm just saying this is her story, She said this many times throughout the show, and she's saying it again during the reunion episode. The guy that she left the show with, the the one who she ended the show with, the one that she chose, I forget his name, I don't really care, the one with the man bun, um, he switched up on her. According to her, he switched up on her, and I didn't really feel like he was genuine anyway, so I'm not surprised with his switch up, but his reason why he switched up on her is he was suspicious of the reason why the fathers of the children are not in their lives. And he's saying, you know, he feels like they're not telling, she's not saying the complete truth. He believes that she is the reason why they're not in their lives. And he just doesn't, he doesn't take, umbrage oh no he takes umbrage with what she is saying about them being the reason why they're not in their children's lives now again we are so quick so especially the way that she painted the the story right we this this damsel in distress she's left with three kids have to fend for herself oh no she's this fragile small woman who knows if she was hell on earth with these niggas. Right? Who knows if by the umpteenth time of the the fathers of her children have tried to establish and maintain a relationship with their kids, she continues to battle the man from doing so. Who knows? Or, you know, of course, she could be very well within the reality of what's going on. Maybe she is telling the truth. Maybe they all didn't want anything to do with her, which I also find strange, though. Like, how all three of your children's fathers don't want anything to do with the kids? Like, can we pause? Let's pause on that, right? Because I'm not even judging you on the fact that you have several baby fathers, I'm judging the the picking because after the first father not showing up in that child's life, how is it that you're picking another man who is capable to do the same thing, allegedly? But like that's just, you know, it just makes you want to self-reflect. Maybe you just want to kind of, like, come within yourself and realize, hey, who are these men I am finding myself in intimate moments with that I can't detach from. I am forever tied to you, whether you're in this child's life or not. You know, so, again, I just beg for us to to recognize it's not this, like, instant belief system. It shouldn't be, at least. It shouldn't be this instant belief of we're always believing the women. No, don't believe all women. Don't believe all people. Don't believe all men. Don't believe all children. I'm <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Don't believe all children. Some people lie. Some people lie. Some and don't let the age fool you. I don't care. Some people lie. You have to investigate. Everything deserves investigation. Regardless of your gender, Regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your age, everything needs to be thoroughly investigated. Okay? Brian McKnight. Let's go back at one with this. So, do they. Oh, remember that song? Do I ever cross your mind? Oh, that's another one. Oh, nah. I am not taking his hits away from him. I don't care if he is an actual deadbeat father to his adult children. He will always have the classic songs up there. I'm not taking out with – this is Brian – what? Remember that episode from Sister, Sister when Tamera – no, when Tia – when Tia got seduced by Brian McKnight, who played the professor during those episodes – in that season when they were college students. Sister, sister. You remember that theme song when it got slowed down to show them maturing? <laughs> oh, what a show. I love that show. Anyway, she got seduced by him. And while she was on her date with her boyfriend, I think I think his name was Tyreek, right? She walks up to Brian McKnight ass and is so enthralled by him. All in front of her man. <laughs> That's who Brian McKnight is. Stop playing with him. Stop Stop playing with Brian McKnight. <laughs> Show some respect. So Brian McKnight went viral this weekend for seemingly erasing his black children. Why they got a cap? Not capitalize. I don't mind capitalizing the being black. But why they got to mention his black children? Obviously, they're black children. You know, it's like these articles purposely write things in a way to 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 provoke an emotion to provoke a rash thought or idea like oh my gosh another black child abandoned ah what about black lives mattering shut up black lives don't matter when you abort them huh okay Brian McKnight went viral this weekend for seemingly erasing his black children and starting back at one with a second son named after. Oh my God. I didn't know about that. That's kind of (laughs) crazy. So let me just clarify. So his first child, his first son that he had, he named him after himself. So Brian McKnight Jr. Now, after how many years, the second son is now named Brian McKnight, as if the first one didn't count. (laughs) So now this is the new Brian McKnight Jr., and uh, it begins with that. The R&B singer didn't hide his new growing family or ongoing issues with his older children. But the extent of his family drama wasn't exactly common knowledge until social media sleuths raised questions about some shady captions. While McKnight's celebrity seeds aren't automatically the public's business, his now-deleted captions piqued people's interest and they started digging. Uh, So here's one of the captions here. So, Brian McKnight, and you know men, they can have children at any age. That is the blessing and the privilege of being a man, huh? Uh, So there is a picture of him, much older. He has a little bit of gray in his beard. And you see him cradling his young son, a baby boy, literally probably just birth. And in his caption, he says, A letter to our son. So obviously pointing out that he is still in a relationship with the mother of his uh, new set of children. And in this caption, it says a letter to our son. Dear baby Brian, (laughs) every time I look at you and kiss on you, I'm feeling feelings that I did not know I could possess. An overabundance of love between a father and his legacy that cannot be measured. You see, I never was a sentimental man, not until I met your mommy and fell head over heels in love with her. And because of our love for one another, I realized my true reason for being here on earth, and it's to be her loving, faithful husband, and to create the legacy of that love, my namesake, my joy, my baby boy, you Now this is beautiful, right? It's a beautiful devotional caption. It's sentimental, great word choice. I felt the feeling, the emotion. But the only thing is, (laughs) what do you mean you uh, are giving him your, your name when you have a previous son, an older son, who has your name? Who is your namesake? Actually, like he actually is your namesake because he was born first. And uh, to just completely eradicate that from this caption or to write something like this, that is purposely ignoring his first set of children sure it's an asshole move i give him that i'm not look i know i started off on this like sometimes the women are to blame me yada, yada, yada. but i got into this article a little bit more and i definitely understand how this is some fuck boy shit like that's fucking wild <laughs> but i mean it is what it is what did the older kids do because let's talk about kids for a second hello hello I don't know if we're going to be real here or not. Sometimes you don't get along with some people and these people could be anybody. I feel like sometimes we get in a habit of saying, I love all kids or I love all of my (laughs) students. No, you don't. No, you don't. Some people you don't get along with regardless of your age. I don't get along with you. I don't like your vibe. I don't. And babies have that. Some babies don't have good vibes with them. Some toddlers, some little fucktards, some little preteen, some of them are not cool. (laughs) They're not cool. That does not make me a bad person for saying that. I just think we have to be realistic here and keep it a bug. Um, Next, Brian McKnight disowned his biological kids, someone says, has named his new son Brian my namesake. But his eldest son is Brian McKnight Jr. This has gotten so messy. Uh child, so Brian McKnight been his black children for an eight. Okay, so that's another thing. So the woman who he's with now is an Asian woman, and he is confessing his his love for her. He's never been in love like this before his, his sole purpose on earth is to be with her and to create this legacy. And it seems like the optics, right? Optically, it appears as if he is, is throwing in the trash the black family he had, uh, to be in a relationship with this Asian woman and creates a new legacy uh, that is more appealing to the masses because it's not black, I guess. Uh, <laughs> started taking care of her children like his own. Uses her children to sub his black children in IG posts. Named his son with her junior, but already has a junior, a mess. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of it's wild. I do want to know what is happening with what is happening between he and his older children like what what took place for it to be such a rift between them i don't know but you know god bless i someone wrote one my interracial dream came true two i never fathered you three Bree, it's, claimed to, it's clear to see you've become too dark for me. Yet I'm crying. Someone wrote that. This person's name is at FZA Football. Shout out to that song though. That song is 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 top top ten. Okay, but you know what? <clears throat> Let people move on. Let people move on. That's that's literally it. That's all I could really say about this. Let people move on. If people want to move on to a whole new family, they want to divorce their first wife and make and try it again with someone new, and they happen to have chosen better with that second person. Let them. Like we have to stop shaming people for moving on. And even if <laughs> it's because of the kids. Even if the kids are involved, let people move on. Happiness needs to be pursued. (laughs) Can't be talking about mental health and pursuit of happiness and have these limitations. Let people move on. (laughs) Maybe he was done with those kids. (laughs) It's a joke. I'm joking. Maybe I'm not. Sometimes I'm definitely using that as a disguise. But Nonetheless, shout-out to Brian McKnight. He still reigns as classic song R&B singer uh, in that realm. I'm not taking that away from him, so it is what it is, child. It is what it is. Uh, Let's talk about black men some more. Let's talk about black men some more. Okay? Ebony K. Williams was on this i guess she has her own show either way she was on this uh she was in this video clip with ian la van zant who i adore i loved her since um you fixed fix my life on own she just has a way of telling you like it is that will make you listen that will wake you the fuck up so i really love just her messaging her delivery Sure, sometimes it could be brash, um, but nonetheless, you fucking listen, right? So, let's get into this. Um, she said, in response to a question that Iyala Van Zant asked her, she asked her the question, "Would you date a bus driver?" And Iyala, she asked this question after. I- Ebony gave this spiel of, she gave this spiel of, um, you know, like black women who are of an upper echelon category or just like, just up there, you know, they're just kind of, ooh, you know, that AKA type of energy, (laughs) no offense, sorority. Uh, But unfortunately there is that stereotype, you know, there's this, um, and she actually is an aka, so it's very fitting. Nonetheless, she is uh, she's going down on this like monologue of words like, uh, you know, I just wouldn't date someone who doesn't have the same amount of degrees I do, and yada yada yada, and I I think we just. You know, women like her, Mind you, she's unmarried. She is seemingly single. She doesn't talk about being in a relationship. So it's one thing to not post about your relationship, but she clearly does not demonstrate being in a relationship even in private. Right? So that's why I'm saying that. And I also remember her on Real Housewives of New York. She is the reason why the show got canceled and hasn't been scrambling to return uh to to bravo which i hope it does cuz i really loved real housewives of new york and i want ramona back turtle time what's up anyway so uh i'm going to answer the clip here but i do want you to speak ayanla to how women need to uh i don't know position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build when some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? You would you date? If a bus he owns driver? the bus, if he owns no. it, if he owns the bus, See, that's he a it? problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about yeah. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. And let, now let's talk about it. So she is hesitant when answering the question that Yala asked, would you date a bus driver? She first says, "I if he owned the bus." <laughs> now let's break that down. There's this, um, there's this is like expectation of well, if you own something, you're you're better than, you're more accomplished, you have your ducks in a row. You're more sophisticated, and I could present you to others. You make me look good if you own something. And I want to just tell you this that is a lie. That is a lie. A lot of people who own stuff, whether it's a house, whether it's a car, even, well, not even that, because people don't, a lot of people don't own their cars because it's not always paid in full. But let's just focus it on houses, right? A lot of people own homes but are house poor. What is house poor? When you only have enough to purchase, well, not purchase, when you only have enough to make mortgage payments, but you are barely scraping by to make a utility payments, you are barely scraping by to decorate, and it's taking you years or months at least to decorate your home or you can only afford, no, no shot to Ikea, but you can only afford Ikea furniture. You know, stuff like that where you just made it to, to make these mortgage payments, but you can't make any other payment. <laughs> right? And, again, I'm not trying to shoot at anyone. But what I'm saying is that person had this idea of, well, I at least own my home. I at least own the dwelling that I'm in. So I'm good. I'm better than you. I look better than you. I own it, right? I don't have I'm not wasting my my No rent. That was some Haitian Creole for those who may not know. And what I'm saying is I'm not wasting my money on rent. Say it with me. Shout out to my Haitian listen, listeners. Um but when I got, to be, I got on the rent, right? I'm not wasting my money on rent. I own this home. I'm successful. You should respect me. But when I walk into your house, there's no furniture. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isaiah? When I walk into your home, you only got a doormat. You barely have a headboard. Nothing's in the fridge. You got sticky couch stains that you still haven't cleaned, but you own a house though. Got it. My point is her saying that hold no, it it holds no weight. Oh, does he own the bus? But if he's behind on, if he's behind on payments, if he's not doing well in his business, him owning that bus means nothing. And actually him just being a bus driver and doing well with his financial decisions and being an upstanding figure in his community, that should mean more than him owning the bus. So you have Ebony instantly saying, upon answering this question, does he own the bus? And if he doesn't, then no. Now, many black women who think like her, who are of that upper echelon, who are maybe in that same sorority, no shot to that sorority, but sometimes when you are of this class, what is the trend here that you see? They're all single. They're all unmarried. They're all still miserable. They're all still upset and crying about why men ain't shit, right? They all wear shirts that say niggas ain't shit. <laughs> and it's like, no, but that's not true. It's not a true. You know, and I don't want to say lower your expectations. I just think we have to adjust our thinking about what a man is, what, what, what a good man is. You know, and I think also the idea of, oh, well, she, okay, so she's a lawyer. So she has a law background. I don't think she's still practicing law. But nonetheless, she has the degrees. She has the credentials. She is seemingly doing well for herself. She's financially successful. But what does that mean? Do you sleep with your money at night? Do you do you curl up next to your dollar bills? Or so since we're moving in a digital currency age, do you curl up with your... Your crypto account open on your phone. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. The point is, though, you're living in a nice home. the The rent is the the mortgage is paid. the 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 heat is on. You could kick it on to AC if you wanted to, and it's no issue. You don't mind the the difference in pay, the the difference in charge. You are still unhappy. (laughs) You are. You are still unhappy. Yes, it's good to have money. Yes, it's good to have a strong financial standing in your accounts. All of that, I'm not taking that away from you. I just think we have to readjust our measurements of what a good man is or what a high value man is. And that's what Iyala got into after her response. She said, We have to, you know, and she was like, That's the problem with women today. They are not. They're not um they're they're not measuring a man properly. Instead, they're focusing on the wrong things and using that to determine if this man is worthy of my time. And we have to stop knocking down these blue-collar jobs. We need the garbage man, we need the handyman, we need the construction workers. Hell, like that, and typically I mean, we're going to get into it. Let's get into it. Typically, those niggas can lay down the pipe. Hello? Is the mic on? Hello? Typically, those niggas can lay down the pipe. Typically, those niggas know what they're doing. Hello? Typically. I remember when I was with this guy, going back to Leprechaun Bay, accountant, he owned his he owned a three-story house. He has tenants. He's seemingly good on paper, right? The optics look good. He's, he's he seems to be successful. I remember one time I was sitting next to him in his house on the couch. And I happened to look over and he had his checking account up on the screen. And I noticed he had. $684. It was definitely in the 680 range. So I'm being specific with 684, but I'm very much close to it because I really I remember it was in the 600s and it was probably within the 80s too. Right? So $684. And he put his head in his hands uh seemingly stressed and upset that it's just $684. Now, look. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, you got money in your account? That's great. It's not overdraft? That's great. Like, shout out to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really care about that. So I I didn't care. And I I act like I didn't see it, right? And I act like he wasn't... I feel like he was, like, sitting there trying to get my attention. One thing about me is I'm so fucking... I don't want to say phony. But I just, like... I don't be caring. Like, at least at that time, I just didn't care. Like, uh, okay, what you want me to do about that? Like, what? you know what I mean? Anyway, so I didn't act, I acted like I didn't care. Or, I mean, I didn't care. And I acted like I didn't see his account. And I didn't, and I acted like I didn't see his or feel his energy kind of shifting. I just kind of continued watching my TV in front of him, next to him. Uh, So, he's sitting there, super stressed, and... uh. I re- and I remember prior to that time, he would talk to me, even after that time, but I'm saying prior to because all this could have led to his current balance on his checkings account. He would say how he would frequently loan money to his friends. He was the go-to guy that his friends would ask money from, always. Like literally every other day, his friend, whether it's a female or a male, Literally, every other day, his friends would ask him for money. Like, hey, man, I just need to borrow $300, $150, like literally name the price they asked, and he has loaned them that. And if it's not the full amount that they asked for, he loaned them close to that amount. And I say loan in particular because that's the word that he used uh, when he was telling me about that. But I don't believe in all those instances he was paid back. So really the word is he gave away money and there was no intention of it being returned to him. Whatever, you know, some people are very open and fine with that because the, sometimes people have the mindset of if I give you money, if I'm giving money away, I I have no expectation of getting that money back from you. I just have to be comfortable with me giving you that money. So giving you that amount of 350, 1500, whatever that is, I have to be comfortable with that loss because I know it won't be returned from you. So I and I was re, I was recollecting because in that moment, I was recollecting all those times he was telling me he loaned money to his friends. And to see him sitting next to me in distress because his account his check-ins account is six hundred and eighty-four dollars, it made me realize, oh, this nigga ain't shit. Right? Like it made me realize that but if you if you just if you just tear down the optics, right? If you tear down, oh I I'm a landlord and I have these tenants and I have a three story home and when my I remember before he he purchased the house. Oh, he was telling me I I didn't know him before he purchased the house. He was telling me that when he was looking into home buying. He was told that you would never buy a house in Boston, you will never be able to afford a house in Boston. And he proved that person wrong because not only did he buy a house, but he purchased a three story house. And he was so proud of that. And I think that, of course, that is commendable. I'm not taking that away from him. But the point is oftentimes we do these things for a look, okay, for a look because it, oh, it appears like you are so financially sound yet you're giving away money and you're looking at your checking account currently and you're in distress. Which one is it? Which one is it? Man, fuck his friends, too. I remember, oh, (laughs) these memories are coming back right now. And I just remember the times when I was with him. Every other second, there was a new friend he was was introducing me to. New friend, new friend, new friend. It's like, who are these niggas? So many female friends, too. And at that time, I was a very jealous woman. I really was. I didn't know how to manage that emotion. I didn't know how to, like... Um, stand strong in my womanhood. I was very young then too, so I'm giving myself grace. But I just remember every new fucking friend he had. There is always a new friend. He had his best female friend. Like what, This grown ass nigga with the best female friend. I, I feel like men, grown men at that, because he's older than me. He's eight, just eight years older than me. Men who have adult best friends are weird particularly the ones who are females like what do you mean like are we fucking seven what is that language best friend i don't maybe i'm just (laughs) someone who don't really have a lot of friends (laughs) no but i just don't i don't operate in that type of language what do you mean best friend what are we fucking 12 and we have charm bracelets you're my best friend shut up (laughs) Like, I don't have best friends. I got friends. I got acquaintances. I am about to say accountants. <laughs> I got accountants. <laughs> no, but just... I mean, you want a charm? Let's... Let's... God, I, I just roll my eyes. Man, fuck these hoes. Fuck these niggas. Fuck these... Men. I just don't believe in the whole best friend ideology. So, if you are an adult, man... If you are a male and you're an adult and you're talking about best friend, get the fuck out my face. Say that these are your homies. These are, you know, that's my mans and them. Say that. Don't say best friend. What the fuck are we? are we? Are we 13 again? Are we going on 13? Okay, Where where was I? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, again, so him, like, so he had, and he was an accountant. Did I say that? He was an accountant. You know, so he had these great, like, check-off-the-box attributes or um, just staples in his in his makeup that appeared as if he was this successful sound person. And he just – he wasn't. He wasn't. So I think it is, it's better for us to look at a man's character, look at how he speaks to others, look at how he behaves, look at how he treats his, his mother – his father, does he respect the elderly in his life or even in the lives of others? How does he speak to the waitress, the hostess, you know, like look at things like that instead of, Oh, does he own his, his tech startup? Does he own the, the, this franchise? Like what are we talking about? Like, you know, it's just, and that's the thing about money is it's just love, hate, and this love hate relationship that, I have with money because sometimes it's like, man, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all with money. Fuck y'all thinking you better than people because you got money. But then it's like, damn, I want some more money, right? I want some more money. I do want that access. I do want the ability to purchase this and not feel guilty about it and not try to move my money from my savings to my checkings to my other account to my <laughs> to my IRA Roth account. <laughs> right but it is it is this love hate relationship so again i really want us to be challenged in our way of thinking about what makes up a high value man because again many women who are of that upper echelon they are psyching themselves out they're putting themselves in a box by thinking like this date that bus driver he got benefits he got perks pay time off, he got stability pay, he got retirement funds. So it's just, you know, cut it out. Like And then, oh, well, she should be within her right to – sure, you could date whomever you desire, right? Like you do have the right to do that, but you also have to reflect on yourself and realize, hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe my picking is not helping me out. Right? Like, maybe I need to reflect on myself and realize I'm picking for the wrong reasons. You know, instead of just thinking, oh, well, no, it's all these men. Who's the common denominator here? Okay. Okay, so Biden does not acknowledge his daughter with the ex stripper he was once with, Hunter Biden. (laughs) This nigga. Hunter Biden ignores questions about President Biden refusing to acknowledge daughter with... Okay, I think I was worded wrong because is Hunter Biden the one who has the daughter with the ex stripper not President Biden? Yeah, this headline is totally wrong. Anyway, yeah, Hunter Biden ignored questions Monday concerning his dad refusing to acknowledge his unclaimed. Oh, so his dad is the one. So in addition to Hunter Biden not claiming, publicly at least, and privately, allegedly, his four-year-old daughter, the grandfather, President Biden, also does not claim (laughs) this child who was born out of wedlock to an ex-stripper named London Roberts. Sounds like a stripper name. Not, well, and a porn star name. That's what I wanted to say originally. Uh, Let's see. So, as he left a Batesville, Arkansas courthouse for a lunch break amid a child support hearing for his daughter, Navy Joan Roberts, Fox News Digital asked Hunter whether his dad was doing a disservice by not recognizing his grandchild, but he did not give an answer. Hunter Biden's twisted attempt to keep his little girl from using his name. Yeah, are now so that's another thing. So not only does he not claim this child, this four-year-old, so he has, his, he's had four years to claim her, still has not done so, nor has he given the government or whoever you speak to the okay to give this child his last name. Hunter was ordered to appear in person for the hearing after the child support case was reopened when he requested adjustments to the child support payments. Shout out to Tyrese. (laughs) The older Roberts had previously reached an agreement with Biden in 2020 regarding the child's paternity and child support payments. In December, her lawyers filed a motion to have the girl's last name changed to Biden. On numerous occasions, President President Biden has refused to acknowledge his granddaughter. This happened mostly most recently at a White House Take Your Kids to Work event last week when he told the crowd he speaks to six grandchildren daily and is crazy about them. According to one White House reporter, Roberts is his seventh grandchild. So... He purposely did not say seven, he said six. You know, this is unfortunate. But look, sometimes you gotta move on, right? I'm gonna (laughs) this is this doesn't apply here. This does not apply here because MEGA! No, but it doesn't apply here because he's purposely not, seemingly, from what we could speculate. It seems like he's not claiming this child because of the circumstance in which she was born, which is no fault to her. You know, that's that's really disappointing. You should not blame the child for being born out of wedlock. Like, you chose to sleep with this woman out of wedlock. What? You know, you should not blame the child for being born to an ex-stripper. You chose to fuck this ex-stripper. Like, that's on you. Why are you blaming the kid? So shout out to the the little girl. And, you know, people be like, you know, one day she's going to see and read this. No, she's not. (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe she will. But the point is, that one day is so far away from now that we have to stop saying stuff like that. How do you feel about your child possibly running into pics of you half naked on a stripper pole? That's not going to happen until 10 years from now. And even then, society is so weird that that may be so acceptable that it's not even a big deal to this young child you know so like this whole idea of don't you worry about the children and how they will perceive you and your ex-stripper no they probably won't even know about it even if they do know about it it probably won't be a big deal as we think it is so shout out to hunter biden uh god bless let's wrap up with deon sanders Deion Sanders is ashamed, quote, end quote, of the NFL. Why is he ashamed, one may ask? Because there was only one HBCU player who was selected in the draft. Now, (laughs) Deion Sanders has some nerve, right? Just a couple of months ago, or a year or two ago, I think, he was the legend, he was the football coach who spent three seasons leading HBCU Jackson State. And he said, quote, he was so proud of his former player, Isaiah Bolden, who the New England Patriots selected in the seventh round of this year's draft. Just a couple of months ago, we learned that all this big talk that Deion Sanders was saying about being the lead coach of Jackson State, an HBCU um, football team, he then says, or he then accepts a new new, uh, contract in leading a predominantly white football team well, a predominantly white um, university. So he coaches Colorado Buffaloes. And the name of the school, probably the University of Colorado, I guess that's the name of the school. I'm trying to find it. But nonetheless, the, the new team that he's coaching is in a school that is predominantly white. It's a PWI school. And what is interesting about him feeling ashamed of the NFL player, of the NFL for only drafting one player from an HBCU school from a HBCU is, is just quite ironic because this is the same man who spent only three seasons building and strengthening the HBCU football players just to leave them and work for a PWI. And I just think that's very uh, – opportunistic which look we all have the opportunity we all have the right to decide what opportunity is best for us right we all have the right to elevate ourselves yada, yada yada i agree with that but i think we also need to be mindful of the word choice that we use you know we can't i mean sure he could change his mind and i think i'm like 50 50 on this but like i'm gonna call a spade a spade because He was very passionate and adamant about supporting HBCU football players and giving them all they got and making sure that they are being mentored and supported as they may potentially be drafted into the NFL. And for him to just up and leave after three seasons, sure, that is seemingly a short amount of time, or maybe it's not. I don't really know what seasons look like. In NFL, like how many months are in a season for, you know, for a typical football season? I don't really know the details for that. But nonetheless, that's the word of the episode, huh? Nonetheless, (laughs) word of the episode, drink, go back to the beginning of this episode and take about three drinks of water. Not three, but however many times I say, I've said nonetheless, sip some water. I'm not going to say shot, sip some water. Get some water in your system hydrate. But yeah, it just it's just very interesting because he's he's showing his disdain for NFL, but it's like, but you you left too. Right? Like you should be ashamed of yourself. You should feel shameful of your own actions. So I just thought it was interesting. I look, again, I just I do support wanting to do what's best for you professionally. I think it's always wise to move the fuck on professionally and leave whatever you need to leave behind. I like, look, how many times I wanted to leave <laughs> and have left my current situation work-wise, but I just think we have to just be mindful because him now saying, oh, he's a shame the NFL. I, I feel like he just didn't need to say anything he didn't need to make his his sentiment known publicly. You know, just just stick to the decision that you made in leaving the HBCU and now coaching a football team, the football team from a PWI. Just stick just just shut up and coach that. You know, like shut up and stay in your new position as the lead coach of a football team that is predominantly white because you are now working for a predominantly white college slash university. Anyway, you all, well, let's go ahead and end it here. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you made it to the end of this episode, I really appreciate it. I know some of you, I may have some new listeners, so shout out to you. And I Look, I, I think I had to learn something for myself because I assume that people know what like podcasting is or just when I say click the link or go to the show notes. But that's not the case, I've learned today. I've learned that not everyone knows what a Patreon is. Not everyone knows how to access show notes. And I just really hope at this point you can. Like, I I hope at this point it is obvious to just type in P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash God built this and you could go from there. You know what I mean? Like I just <laughs> I just you know <laughs> there's also an app for Patreon. So if you have any phone, whether whether it's an Android or an iPhone, go to the app store, find Patreon, just type in P A T-R-E-O-N, I'm not saying this to be condescending, but I I I'm just really learning, even as a teacher, like not everyone is on the same field, right? You know, some people are more advanced in one area while others are still straggling behind. So it's like, oh wait, I have to kinda adjust the way that I speak to accommodate and differentiate, and all of this is jargon that I know of, so I will adjust accordingly. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.